Good evening, guys. Welcome to BTWMV Casting. If you haven't already realised, Kurt's still dead. Um, but again, sorry, Kurt. I'm not, no, I'm not even sorry. I'm not even sorry. I'm glad they killed you off. It's like those TV shows I, where you, you, you kill off the person. Well, I can't. My only issue is I'm still trying to find your address, so I need to haunt you, dude. I'm gonna be like the nasty. I'm gonna be the nasty poltergeist. You know, kids excluded, wife excluded. I'm just going after you. Just, oh, man, just my... do, do the fact oh, you'll be running around with your kit going like dee, 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 dee. no, yeah. I'll smack that out of your hand, dude. Oh, I'll just no, do my, it out of spite. My kid, my kids would be so happy if you haunted this house. You know, they'd have such a ball. I oh, think I it'd could, be hilarious. I could roll the ball like they do on television, where yeah. you know, instead of putting a level down to figure, well, maybe the floor is not, uh, not pure uh, flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll do that. But uh... See, the, the thing you've got to worry about, right, is where you think that that's going to scare. Um, I'd probably not notice because I'm, I'm a bit I'll get of... into your computers. That's what uh, I'll do. I'll haunt your computers. <laughs> <They're> already... <laughs> I'll Dude, just... I, think, <laughs> I, I think they're already haunted at the moment. I've had nothing but internet connection problems before this the show started. And if you were to haunt Reese, that would be hilarious. My son, he's seven years of age. and he's I'd like be nice. I'd have to be nice about that. I couldn't be like the creepy guy in the closet. Dude, Can't do that. Can't do that. Do you mind not being a, um, in my son's closet, please? I'll be a clown. I'll be the Can't evil clown creepy. in the closet. That's what I'll do. I'll evil, be like the oh. evil clown. <laughs> if you've seen a collection of Nerf guns in his bedroom, man, you got you jump out of there. Dude, and you, you'd be the first Nerf-related fatality. Oh, uh, then I gotta die again. That's my second death. That's kind of rough. Unless it's like it? unless it's frozen in holy water or something. Well, <laughs> I just feel bad for you. Well, it's oh, okay, but you were the I've heard uh, you were the one that told me about uh, freezing Nerf Nerf uh, darts, oh, yeah. free, putting them in water and freezing them. I'm getting a Nerf gun. And I'm just yeah. going to walk around and videotape myself and uh, Lynette when Lynette's busy, like, cooking in the kitchen. I'm going to videotape myself, like, hitting her with a Nerf gun all the time. Yeah. Dude, Dude, but she's going to turn around and knock me the F out. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I'll probably do I'll do that. And it's worth getting knocked out for. I'll tell well, you what. Just Let's just put it this way, right? My um, – for Santa Claus, we'll call him Santa Claus just in case, right? Understand, understand. Yeah, Santa Claus this year has bought my son a Nerf gun. With a camera on the front of it, right? It's oh. actually a big, massive Nerf gun, and it's got a camera, and it's got a screen on the back, and it's got a memory card. Now, what it does is it's so you can film your shots, and I know what's going to happen because you got me. My son's got a YouTube channel. Um, he's seven, and I shouldn't have done it, but he has a YouTube channel. My nephew, my nephew does, and he's ten, so I understand. Yeah, yeah, my son's twisted. Let's <laughs> just call it that. But if I give him a Nerf gun. And you could get one, get one, and just shoot Lynette with it. Just so we've got evidence for when we need to work out who killed you. <laughs> again. Killed me again. Yeah, I've already been uh, killed twice. Again. And people, people, people are listening who don't understand how I ended up dying. Go to our uh, BTW1 Paranormal YouTube uh, channel. Look up uh, Kirk getting killed off, and uh, you'll see how I died. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth checking out. While you're there, do me a favor. Please subscribe. You know, yeah. we're trying to up our subscribers and stuff like that. A lot of cool shows, a lot of cool uh, – we have a lot of cool uh, guests that we're on. Just yeah. a lot of, lot, lot, lot of witty banter going back and forth about the paranormal and uh, a bunch of other stuff. You, you'll notice there's some people on there that you've seen before in yeah. certain places, and we'll just keep it at that. But, uh, uh, Mo, how was your week, dude? Um, bewildering. I've had, um, I've, I've had this thing, which is very rare for me, called a week off. 
which basically means I did not go to work for the week and they allowed me to do it. Kind of strange, doesn't ever normally happen to me, happen this time. But I've managed to get um, a 360 camera now. I know you've got you've got the Rico Theta. Um, Still is, can't. Still can't figure out the video. Oh, dude, I, I know how to do it, and I'll talk you through it on okay. tomorrow. But I've, what I've done is I've decided to – I used the week wisely. So the first thing I've done was on the Saturday I got home from work, and I sat down, and then opened the camera, and then looked at it and thought, now, anybody who's out there who does any investigating, you'll know there's that piece of equipment that you've always wanted, or there's that piece of equipment that you look at and you think, I wish I had that. There's the quadcopter that you wish you had or the thermal camera you wish you had and then you get it and then you look at it and you say i'll test it tomorrow right so i've had this now one two just on its eighth day and i've took two photographs and four minutes of video on it right and you know what i'm not i'm not even happy with myself i'm really angry with myself because i've had so much time to go out and film and put it in like outside big scary buildings go for walkthroughs i've had so much opportunity to do it and i haven't done it i haven't even charged it are, it's out of its box it's on a tripod upstairs and i've just left it are you going like, are you going to that uh the uh investigation at the asylum in liverpool um i don't know i might do to be fair but you see the only I'd, I'd say yeah, I'd say yeah. I'm going to go to it, but it'll be later on in the year. Probably later on in the yeah. year. Probably like like next month or the month after. Only okay. again, just because I can go around do the walkthrough with a with a steady cam. I just I, see people don't get to see locations. This is one of my gripes. People don't get to see locations. Not everybody gets to go to the Winchester Mansion. Not everybody gets to go to the Newsham Orphanage or the Asylum, as it's called over here. You don't get to go to these places, so. They go on YouTube, watch videos of it, and the videos that are out there, I'm not going to lie to you. And this, I'm sorry if you've ever made one of these videos to anybody who's listening, but dude, they, they are the the crap. They're just yeah, they're people. Crap. They're crap. They're definitely walking crap. around, and they're just filming little bits. And you know, I'd like somebody to walk around there and just film it properly, so people can see what it looks like properly. And I'm not saying I film properly, not by any stretch, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> so they, I mean, I, all I can do is be worse than all the other videos there and i'd rather not um let me just see who's in the chat room anyway we've got geometry dash zealand hey uh that's and do you know what how the hell your parents name you that but dude that's it's a cool name lewis um you're turning out to be a regular you need to stop man you need to stop being a regular and he's put a hashtag for bad parenting he knows me, <laughs> so, he knows me so well um, oh lewis you're yeah 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 okay <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. It's oh, just so awesome. I love it. I'm Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot's back in the chat room as well. All right. So cool. Evening, John. Now, cool. nevertheless, I'm, John. I was, I was going to start this off with news, but I, I'm going to ask her because this is going to be a disaster. How was your week? Uh, I got married, for those of you who didn't know. I probably said that last week or last time I was on. So your week and, wasn't uh, that good? No. <laughs> yeah, I said I do. And, uh, but I'm waiting on... Uh, so my week's been uh, all right. Been kind of, kind of like trying to take care of some business. Going to move to a bigger place, stuff like that. No, when I'm talking to a bigger place, I'm talking about two shoe boxes together instead of one. Okay, I'll be honest about it. I live in basically a shoe box. Everybody comes here, and goes, dude, you live in a cave. I go, yeah, it's a cave. I can't help it. They're charging me X amount of money. So you know, I get married, and my wife moves in, and all our, all the, all our stuff 
It's just in boxes. So we're living out of boxes now. We went and applied for a bigger place and a brand new place, a new apartment, flat, whatever you call it, and what they're going to do. And so we're getting ready to do that. Tomorrow we're going to go over there and sign our lease, our our lease for it and all that. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, (laughs) we've been – what's been said in the chat room? No, what's no, dude, dude, not, what are you not, at? What are you not, been, not at all, man. Not at all. No, it's just when you t- you're talking to me and you're talking about the, uh, you know, how your week's been the least eventful. You've been bleeding married, and this is still the least eventful week. And some of the times I've asked you, what have you done this weekend? So what have you done this week? Oh, I threw dead animals onto next door's balcony, or oh, I, I actually, I, I actually tickled. Uh, what? I, I, I was. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is funny. No, 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 this is funny. I'm, I'm closing up. Okay, I work two jobs. One, both have to deal with history. One's in an old house, museum I work in, and one's from another entity, which is the count, our county's uh, park system, historical end of it. And so what I did, I came out of um, the carriage house, and, I, and I'm, I'm locking doors. I want to go home. And I look up right above me, and there's these little feet just kind of peeking over the side. I'm like... I am going to tickle a squirrel's foot. So I went up there, tickled the squirrel's foot because I could reach. It's like a copper, uh, you know, downspout or whatever. So I reached up, started, started messing with the squirrel's foot. And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm getting the biggest kick out of it. Squirrel looks over at me, just stares at me, and then takes off. I go, that was like, if that's the highlight of my week, I'm hurting. I know I'm hurting. But one thing I'll tell you, you see my face, I admit it. I will never not. I will never not admit something if I did it. I will take full responsibility for all my stupidity and everything else. So uh, I tickled a squirrel's foot. That was the highlight of my week. So you get this right. You stood there. You seen a squirrel with its foot hanging down. Well, I just saw a foot hanging over, and I knew it was some sort of rodent. And you know, and I was like, dude, this is too fucking funny. I didn't want to grab it because I didn't want to get bit. You know, because it wouldn't have seen me. They would have, my hand would have went over. So I yeah. saw it and I started messing with its foot. And next thing you know, it just kind of looks over at me going, what the F are you doing? And then I look up, I'm staring up at it. He probably but thought I was going to eat it. I don't know. It's to say that you tickled the rat, yeah. Cool. I mean. I tickled a rat. I mean, I tickled a rat's foot, but I wanted to see what it would do. You know, I thought it would like jump straight in the air like cats do. But no, I just tickled a, tickled a squirrel's foot. Yeah, I was all also- proud of myself too. Kate, the big man's man who listens to punk rock and shoots bins in back gardens when he's happy, um, also nursed a baby bird to health that he ran over or something like that, remember? Yeah, it was a hawk. Yeah, it was a he, hawk, dude. He nursed a hawk back to health. I swear to God, he's just like, I don't know, you're just like the campest. Like, what rocker. do you mean? You're like the campest punk rock, punk rock I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just, just cuddling baby squirrels, making them happy. You no, know, our Lewis is put in the chat room. Just imagine the passers-by now. What's this dude doing? <laughs> he's, tickling, he's tickling rats. Think about it. I'm, tickle, I'm tickling a squirrel's foot. But, dude, I do. And then I'll just send Mo video. What I do is when I used to visit uh, my wife when she lived in Missouri, when she was, when she was at work, I'd take, gun, you know, I'd take whatever gun was available and just blow up computers, blow up that. She does, too. She got pissed at this computer. She walked out, took a took uh, took a gun, and blew the computer up. I'm like, "Oh, you? I could do that too." So I started shooting the computer when she was at work. All you hear is gunshots. You got neighbors within 20 yards from me, and I'm sitting there blowing it up. 
And then I get bored, so I go buy a pumpkin. I go, I am going to F this pumpkin up. So I went back there with a 20-gauge shotgun. It was blowing a pumpkin up from about 20 feet back to see what it would do. So, yeah, it, but then I tickle baby squirrels fit, and I, I will nurse something back to health. You know, oh, I, yeah. grew up with a, I grew up punk rock. Punk rock is hell. I've gotten a little older. You know, it's, a, it's just it's fun. But then in England, you guys, you guys, you guys are like women. You don't know how to shoot a gun unless you're in the military. And, yes, I give credit to your military, one of the best in the world. So yeah. I will give you that. But just, asi- aside no, from no, that, aside no. from that, the gun laws in your country are for women, women and oh, children. Fine. That's totally That's fine. That's totally fine. As, as, you, as you can tell by having such a successful army, right, we, we, we don't need guns to protect us, man. Get me a bottle and I'll stop it. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you glass somebody. You yeah. must get a glass somebody. That's proper yeah, fighting. I give you credit on that. Yeah. That's like a good headbutt. You know, I'm from somebody. I probably trip over guns on the way to work, man. It's, it's oh, like dude, the dude, they're all over Liverpool, probably. Shifty, shifty in the world, Port, man. Port City? Port yeah. City, that stuff comes in. It no, goes right dude. over to Ireland. Right. I mean, that's just the way it operates, you know? We've got a newcomer in the chat room, Martin Hunt, right? And he's just turning himself into being my new best friend, right? He's put, don't be silly. We took over the world. and we pre- Big, uh, Bigfoot 82, we prefer fist fights. And Martin Hunt's put again, yes, mate. So, Kurt, that's yours. That's from the chat room. That's from me. That's a common consensus. We don't need guns. We don't need to shoot computers. We'll just take you. It is what it is. <laughs> oh, I'm getting, then, I'm getting, I am getting just pummeled by the if Brits. I, if, I, if I could drop a mic, which was this thing, uh, I, with the, yeah, accept it. Right. Anyway, I'm just, I'm, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's just move on, man. Jesus Christ. Right. I'm going to move on to the first bit of news, if it's okay. Um, the first bit of news comes out of the Daily Star on Sunday. Okay. Again, I say this every single week. Don't shoot me or Kurt. Don't shoot the messengers. I'm dead, dude. You can shoot me all you want. Yeah, just shoot Kurt. But the news, it come, we, we tend to look for the, the news, which is not questionable, but, you know, it's a slightly slightly more upbeat. So anyway, right, the ghost on camera, or ghost caught on camera, is this the ghost of Winston Churchill or Haunted Tube Station? Because obviously Winston Churchill knows so many places, right? And he worked in Ten Diamond Street. He he was our prime minister for right the way through World War II. But obviously he wants to be in train stations, clearly. Right, so a tourist, Craig Cooper, was travelling back to his hotel in London at about midnight when he found himself alone in a deserted Queensway station. But as the 23-year-old coach driver sat there waiting for his train, he had a feeling someone was standing behind him. So creeped, ha- creeped out, he stood with his back against the platform wall until his train arrived. Yet an explanation for his eebie-jeebies was revealed moments later when he took a photograph. For Craig had taken a photograph of the tube station platform so he could text his girlfriend, who had never been on the underground. And when he clipped in on the photograph to send it, to send it he spotted the faint figure of a large, bald man stood in the centre of the shot. Now, it is known that Churchill used a disused downstreet tube station on the other side of Hyde Park as a bunker during the Second World War, but but during the 1980s, his ghost was said to have been haunting this station. Craig, who captured the image last summer, said that he was very unnerved that he'd seen... He was very unnerved. If I have seen that while I was down there, I would have ran straight back up the stairs very quickly. I'm a big believer in stuff like this. But I've never ever seen anything like this before. And since I have heard stories that people have seen the ghost of Winston Churchill down here, I know he had a bunker in the tube station nearby, so it could have been him. Quite a few mediums have shown the picture have said the same thing. 
Some have said that it could just be reflection, but the majority have said that they think it's genuine. It could not have been a reflection as the, the figure's hands were by his side. And if I was taking the picture, mine couldn't have been in that position. There was no one else down there, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the picture up for everybody to see because, uh, yeah, because I'm bewildered, we'll call it bewildered, nothing more and nothing less. So don't know if you guys can see the screen, but there you go. For everybody who's listening um, on podcast, this is the link to the picture is going to be in the show notes. So just go into the show notes on the podcast. But nevertheless, if you can look in the middle of the picture there, I don't know if you guys can see my mouse. Can you see that, Kate, there? Yeah. That little weird fluffy thing. Okay. So that's what we've got to look at. Now... Not because I'm an absolute ass, but I'm an absolute ass. What I decided to do was I decided to have a little play around with the picture. And when I say I play around the picture, I don't mean I edited the picture in any way, shape, or form. What I've done was I've cut the picture, okay? And I went onto one of the ghost apps and found that. So I don't know if any of you guys can see on there. Can you see that, Kate? That's a... Hold on. That... It's flipped. Yeah, it is, but it's... The picture on the right-hand side. The one that's on the right-hand side is off a ghost app. That's Kennedy, isn't it? Yep, it's Kennedy, and it's off a ghost app. The one on the left-hand side, the hands in the same position. I don't... And the only thing I is, I'll say ghost app for the Churchill one, but if you look at it closely, Mm -hmm. uh, it might be just a different app, but uh, I was looking at it, and it's the head. If you look at the head, the hair, it's not Churchill, obviously. Somebody, somebody's just screwing around. You know, with ghost, I mean, everybody does with ghost apps today, man. I mean, every, that, or, that or they think their, uh, you know, their camera strap is a ghost. You know, those yeah. people too, you know. But uh, if you look, yeah, go back to Kennedy again. Let me see that real quick. Can you see that on the screen now? The heads are different. The heads, no, I'll give you that. Now, what I looked at, I looked at the hands. Now, the hands in my eyes, the hands were sort of the same. Now, I could be wrong, but that's just to point out to everybody how easy it would be to just get a photograph and fake it. And that came into my head. Now, the second thing I'll point out as well is I play around a lot. I do a lot of photography. Yes, I edit photos. Shock horror. Somebody edits photos who has something to do with the paranormal. Um, you'd have to be naive if you think that anybody who is involved in this never edits a photo. I don't put things into photos, but I did take a photograph last um, Saturday. I took a photo last Saturday when me, um, my wife and a couple of members of people we go out with, we took photographs. I'm going to bring the photograph up if I can find it. So give me a second. Only if I can find it. Right, no, I'm lying here. I can't find it. Nevertheless, I took a photograph in the middle of the night and I took a long exposure photograph. Now, when I took the long exposure photograph, um, my wife and her cousin walked across the shot and for a, they must have stopped for a split second because you can just see this these two perfect silhouettes of them standing next to each other. And I'll still, I still, to this day, can work out that people will fake photographs, but sometimes it just happens accidentally, and that happened accidentally. And I knew for a fact that it was not. Well, what well, we need, actually, it's a good point. What we should do with that photograph, mm-hmm. the one you took of uh, your wife and her friend, um, let's post it up in our. Uh, we'll go Facebook website, and just it just type in what is this? I, I, just, I, just not to not to taunt anybody. I'm not. I'm not going there. Yeah, but. 
I, I want to see who out there thinks the way you or I, I mean, there's a long exposure issue. There's, you know, the light, the flash has well, something to do with it. For a lot of people who, because um, a lot of people who are listening at the moment, especially tonight, um, you guys are new to to what we've we've been doing for just on three years. We had a, um, a photograph which I took in a cemetery in Liverpool, or an old cemetery in Liverpool, and it was one of the first nights I ever went out with a camera, and I thought I'll give it a go, see what we can pull up, and I took a photograph, and the photograph even to this day bewilders me because it was just one of those. It was like. A mist, but it was a weird shaped mist. So I ruled out. I remember that. Yeah, I ruled out it being the lens because it was August. The, the photograph before and after had nothing wrong with it. Um, the lad who I was with, Adam, um, one of our old team members, mm-hmm. he, he was smoking at the time, but it wasn't smoke because it was it was it had no wisps. It had nothing like that. It was just a um, just like a, a mist. When I say wisp, it had, it had like you could see it had a shape to it. Which is kind was of weird. Was it a demon? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an orb. Um, <laughs> but no, I took it and I was, I was bewildered by the photo and I put it up on Facebook. And all I said is I didn't get... Um, I didn't understand um, what, why my photograph had done this, but I just put it up and I said, listen, guys, I took this. And um, it was, um, John in the chat room, it was, it was St. James's walk um it depends when you go there mate but you can get loads there it's amazing um but nevertheless um i took the photograph put it up on facebook and i had myriads of people telling me i faked the photo because obviously i i care that much to fake photos i do you know what i'd rather walk away from somewhere and fail honestly than succeed dishonestly so no I'm, i'm not that person second and most amazing part for me was i had loads of people reading the photo because they were mediums the hell did that come from? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go. Let, let, tell me one thing. What's the craziest thing you heard from a medium based on what they saw in the picture? Without naming oh, me. I thought you wanted me to tell you what the strangest thing a medium ever said to me because that was that he had Simon Carl crying on his back of his car. But nevertheless, I'll, move it. <laughs> I'll leave that one there. No, the strangest thing I had about that picture was um, somebody said to me, um, then some naysayer said to me, which was hilarious, dust, nothing more, next please, were the exact words he used. And I just sent him a message back, which was, um, it started with gobshy and ended with, <laughs> leave it there. Yeah, I I think I remember that uh, argument you were in. <laughs> and, and it turned heated. Was that the one that turned real heated? And we won't say anything else about that. It, it, well, was that the heated one that you taught me how to do a certain thing? Oh, that sounded pretty gay. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God, oh, erase yeah. that. Erase I, that. I, didn't... I had to be. I had to be polite. I, apolo- about it. I apologize. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, as as I said, you've got to be very careful with the photographs you do take. What I will say is, if you decide you want to fake a photograph, then um, find a send door. It, send it to Mo. Send it to Mo. He'll do it for oh, you. Yeah, that happens so much. People send me photographs. I had somebody, um, somebody asking to come out with us. He was going, I'd really like to go out and I'd really like to go to somewhere which is haunted and I want to see these places. And I was warming up to the idea. I was thinking, yeah, okay, we'll do it. Um, and he went, I'm going to send you a photograph though. I want you to tell me your opinion. And he sent me the shittiest picture. And I looked at it and I was like, right, okay. So how about I show you the picture that you've taken and I show you the overlay that you got off the ghost app and I'll put them in front of you and you can tell me what you think and he went i was i was just testing you and i was like you know what this is getting stupid go away 
if, if somebody's trolling like that with yeah. you, get a life, dude. I mean, there's a million things you could go out there. I see these on Facebook, Twitter, and all the social media, TV, all the uh, all all things. That <laughs> and we've talked to many people that are on that have been on TV in these shows, and we're not on, not even oh. name names, but they've even said behind the scenes. I mean, because we do a lot of serious talking behind the scenes. Yeah. And when we're on live, we've got to be real smooth, you know, professional because we can't. But, you know, you get to hear that it's just TV. That's all you get. It's just TV. But going back to what you were saying, I mean, I'm seeing these pictures. I, one thing I cannot stand, and I'm about, I don't want to go on a rant, but it's when somebody posts something on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, Instagram, whatever, they always say, what is this? You know, and then I, I just say, well, it's simplistic because you know if you look at this angle you look at the reflection the reflection's got a face on it of course it's got a face on it because your mind recognizes faces that's Matrixing. how we operate as human being matrixing pareidolia yeah. depending on what you want to call it yeah. and um people don't take it serious and then all of a sudden i see an old man and then it gets crazier and crazier it's like and i'm like i can't do it anymore i don't if i caught anything it's never going up you know public anything i do video wise might be in the cemetery because I'm bored or I'll go somewhere else and do it. But I like the history aspect of it. Yeah. I'd rather do like a dark history video. And that's just my take on my things. Ooh. But I will go on an investigation. And, you know, I got a few new things I want to try out kit-wise. But, you know, I don't know, man. But I think people out there are just, with technology, they're just, they're apping it. I mean, they're yeah. apping it to the core. Of course. Now, I one thing I wanted to do, which I, I, I keep talking myself out of doing it, is I people are always saying the worst thing you can do is that – Worst thing you can ever do is take your mobile phone on an investigation, right? And you should never use your phone. Well, I, I agree that you should never use your phone to try and catch evidence. I disagree that you shouldn't take a phone with you. Safety. Um, well, safety yeah, one. Safety. And dude, you've got a camera in your pocket. Use it. Don't have to use it to catch images. Use it to document what you do and put it on YouTube. Talk about it to the world. It's not a bad thing to do. Um, I'm just going to quickly change the subject slightly because Martin Hunt asked a question in the chat room. What do I think about the Enfield um, The Enfield? Poltergeist. Um, I think that you've got an autistic child or a child with ADHD and a sister and brother who had nothing better to do than fake a lot of evidence. Um, but a lot of it was questionable even to this day. Um, a lot of it, when I say questionable, a lot of it, they, they, they very didn't questionable. Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, for me, they didn't earn from it. So they didn't earn from it. They got nothing but ridicule. Um, there was a lot of sadness. But also, if you look very closely, if you decide to ever get a chance on, go on to um, Google and have a little look at some of the pictures. There's a picture of all the Hodgson kids and Janet, the one who was apparently the one who was um, channeling the guy through. Janet's standing there and all, both the other kids are crying. You can see them crying. And she's got this big beaming smile on her face as if to say, hi, everybody. And she's very happy with herself. I also um, got those three photographs from the Enfield Poltergeist where she was getting thrown off the bed. And if you put all three photographs together, you can see the muscles in her leg, her legs slowly. Um, oh, sorry, not the muscles in her legs. Her legs slowly coming up towards the chest. She was jumping. Now that that's my opinion. She jumped. Now I know Bigfoot eighty three. John's in the chat room. He said that it was a sick haunt, and he thinks it was real. I think there's a lot to it that is still to this day hard to explain. But I also believe there's a lot to it that. They faked, um, and I don't know why they would do it. They stood to gain nothing. But... Well, the, the, they wanted out of that house to begin with, though, too, in the story, right? Of course, I mean, they, of course. They wanted out before anything even happened. 
it was hmm. kind of like one of those deals. So why not create something that's so far out there that, you know, and then you got what, what's his name? Morris, uh, Maurice Gross. Uh, Morris Gross. And, uh, he was there and I'm just shocked that he, uh, it's just an odd, it's just, it's, there's, there's a lot, um, guy lying play fair. He also had a lot to say behind it. And I contacted, um, I don't know which one it was, but one of them is still alive. And I contacted them and I said, um, would you ever like to speak about it? Just in general, I, I'm not going to interview you if you don't want to be interviewed. I just want to speak to you about it. And I never be, never received any form of response. No, don't know whether that's down to a... Um, oh, and Martin's put in the chat room. Interview on YouTube from this morning show. I've got that interview on our channel, by the way, um, which is the one where she speaks to them. Um, but I, as I said, I just think if, if there was more to it, then I would, and I, I, if I was to have believed it, like Maurice Gross did, and like um, Guy Lyon Playfair put so much effort into it, if they have that much energy about it, then why don't they now? Why don't they talk about it now? Um, uh, tonight's show, we're actually talking about World War Two. To give you an idea, we're talking about World War Two tonight. So we're going to have a little bit of a segment in a second about World War Two, but you can still speak to the soldiers or any of the soldiers that are still alive and ask them questions. And they'll answer it. Now, they went through something far more atrocious because they would have stood next to people who fell. And they would have seen some horrible sights, but they will still speak about it. My grandfather, he fought in, in the Korean War in Burma. And he would he not tell us everything, but he would talk about it. He had to. It's what you do. Now, as for four people in the house, see, and something bad happens, and then the investigators who went there and documented and investigated won't talk about it. Bit questionable. Maybe they won't talk about it because I was not offering them money. That's just my opinion. Uh, rant over. <laughs> 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 oh god. Uh, and Bigfoot eighty two. My granddad fought in Burma against the Japs. My granddad fought in Burma against I don't know who. I I I can't remember. He never told me who. I don't know. I just know that there was a kickoff in Burma. And my granddad went over to be a, a a badass and came back a badass. So I'm happy with that. Um, so nevertheless, I'm going to move on to our amazing, say amazing very lightly, because this show, when I decided we were going to knock this show together, especially the, the World War II side of things, I um, history kicks in. For me and Kurt, a lot of what we do is history. Um, obviously, we like the fringe, mm. the paranormal, the esoteric. We love all the 14 stuff, but it's history. It's always about the history. It starts with history. Everything we've always done is always... Um, it's always started and stemmed from history. So, oh, the lunatics in the chat room. Hi. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, World War II. And just to give you a bit of an idea of what we were talking, what, what the show was about, is I just Googled Ghosts of World War II. And the amount of stuff that came up when you mentioned Ghosts of World War II was horrendous. So bear in mind, right, it's been 71 years since the end of the war. Um, and obviously, we every year in Britain on the 11th of November, um, we have Remembrance Day. But we also have Remembrance Sunday. Remembrance Sunday, we have we have an um, we have um, a silence, regardless to where it is and what you do. When you stop what you do, and you have a silence in town in our city centre, they lay flowers around the memorial, which is there for any of the soldiers lost in my child's school in the main auditorium, like the 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 the, the gym area, basically the the big main hall that's in most old schools. That's got a big plaque on the wall with the um, members of the parish who'd lost their lives, our local parish area. So 
that just gives you an idea that it's it's it hit home in Britain. It hit home quite bad in our road. I was think I think I was I might have been telling you, Kate. I know for a fact I was telling um, my nephew. Pretty sure I did. Um, number sixty three down my road. I'm talking twenty yeah, years that way. Me. You told me. Yeah. It took a hit in the war. The entire family died because the Germans decided that that was the house they were going to bomb on the way past. And the reason that they bombed the house was not due to the fact that they were bombing the buildings for any other reason other than they had to remove some of the weight off the, the plane to get home. So they just dropped the bombs and let it go. Um, they also bombed um, a train on a train track, which is 100 metres away from where I am. And the train wheel flew through the door of a pub and killed the manager. And then how, again, as I said, how bad? I know the Blitz hit London something fierce, but I mean, yeah. Liverpool, how much bomb bombing took? And this is from an American standpoint. Yeah. How, because we, we don't sell it, we call it VE Day, yeah. Victory in Europe, but we don't really celebrate it like you guys do. Yeah, we, we got attacked at Pearl Harbor, and 9 11 will be definitely one. Oh, God, yeah. But, but for World War II, as we're focused on, um, yeah. there's not much of a celebration. And you because these vets are dying out at record rates. I mean, both you know, in in Europe and also yeah. in uh, in the United States, the vets are dying out. And yeah. you know, it's 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 how bad did Liverpool actually? Well, and this ties into what I want to with the okay. good stuff. So I think Liverpool was either third or fourth most hit, but we Liverpool suffered the greatest loss of civilian life on British soil. We had a school. Yeah, we had a school probably half a mile up the road from where I am, and the school was it was in um, it was called Den and Road um, Den and Road Technical College, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And what it was is in the cellars are there. What they used to do was they used to fill the cellars with people and use it as an air raid shelter. So everyone would run down and they'd hide in the cellars. The cellars were like concrete cellars, so it was okay. It was a very big amount of cellars. There was, um, I think, it was either sixty-six. I can't, I'm sorry, but it was either sixty-six or one hundred and sixty-six people. Jesus, who were in the cellars when the bomb hit the school, and wow. it sent it sent the school down on them. People were still alive underneath there, and the boilers burst. And when the boilers burst, they leaked down on them, and obviously just, the rest of them, yeah, yeah it just it just destroyed them. Now a newborn baby. Survived that. I think wow. a newborn baby managed to get out, and one of the um, the wardens got the person out. My grand, my grandmother, my nan who lives in the next road, she was meant to go there because they were coming home from the town centre. The air raid sirens went off. They ran to that air raid, air raid um, shelter. My nan was five or six at the time, and me, me great grandmother said, "No, Denon Road's going to be full. Let's go to the next one." And they went to the next one, and they literally skimmed past them they by chance like, oh my god by an absolute fluke but that was how bad it was you heard the sirens this is what my nan said to me whenever you would hear the sirens in the war you would run and you'd sit in the shelter the shelters that were around um yeah bigfoot 82 um, john's put the, the underground toilets on county road got bombed and killed everybody that i know that happened that the toilets um it was just by Liverpool's ground, okay, or by Everton's ground. There yeah, I know you have to. Yeah, so. there was toilets on the corner, and they got bombed. There was a shop in the town centre called Blacklers that got bombed. And what they used to do is because of the amount of people, the amount of civilian life lost, they couldn't dig them up. So what they used to do is quick line them. You just quick line them, cover them over. Oh, that's all dude. you could. That's all you could do. You had no choice. That's I mean, brutal. It's just it's bad that. Uh, 
it's bad. It's bad the way it was. But if, as I said, the, the air raid shelters and the, all the, the shelters that were around, they weren't there to protect you from the bombs. They were there to protect you from the shrapnel. If a bomb hit your air raid shelter, you were gone. No two ways about it. You would you would dust. It's not going to protect you. They used to have these things called Anderson shelters, which were corrugated iron, which was loop over. So in your back garden, imagine that's your back garden. Okay. Flat surface. They get corrugated iron and loop it over just enough for you to be able to sit in. Four or five years can sit in it. And that was just to stop the shrapnel hitting you. That's how bad it was. And I mean, if you if you were with a child and you're sitting there, if, if a bomb hits your house, you're gone. And that's how bad it was. So we did suffer it bad. Liverpool and Britain. Britain suffered it terrible. London suffered it horrendous. Um, John oh. in the chat room that Coventry got it bad as well. And Coventry, I, I got it. Coventry got absolutely destroyed. But bear in mind, um, we didn't suffer all the losses. America suffered losses. France. Yeah. Germans. Now, I'm sorry. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this one. But the Nazis... Right, the Nazis were conscripted soldiers. They were conscripted soldiers. Not every single person believed in what they were fighting for. They it's, were like the, the British. They were conscripted. Well, people don't understand. People tend to think. Before we get into the um, paranormal part, people <laughs> tend to think in general that just because they were German soldiers, they were Nazis. Not Nazis were a political party. It wasn't. It wasn't the regular Joe off the street that got conscripted into the army you know, was not really a Nazi. He was not an SS, you know. You know, that was like, to me, the SS were the true Nazis. Hitler yeah. was a true Nazi. Not not the people that, you know, were just your average Joe that got conscripted, you know, drafted and forced to fight the uh, allies and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. I think the Germans, I think if you go to parts of Germany, the haunt, and it's too bad because, you know, you got uh, we should definitely get in touch with somebody from uh, – a German paranormal team that speaks English because that would be something to do. Are we, okay, cool. Yeah, but we know what to worry. Okay, cool. But yeah, no, I agree. It'd be nice to be able to speak to those guys because sadly, um, as I said, Nazis, it doesn't the Nazi soldiers doesn't necessarily make them Nazis. They were still somebody's dad, somebody's child. They weren't fighting because they hated the British. They were fighting because they were conscripted to fight. And for what they believe was that they were protecting what they wanted, their country, they were protecting what they were doing. It was all about the fatherland, apparently, according to Hitler. There's one thing they used to say. But nevertheless, let's not go into Hitler as much because he was an absolute dipshit. Uh, so sorry about that. But nevertheless, I'm going to go into some of the little, um, little story that I did find. Excuse me, I've got the hiccups, by the way, if anyone thinks why I'm grabbing my face all the time. It's oh. not. Don't let them lie to you. Don't let them lie to you. There's other reasons. Oh, just a quick one, by the way. Martin Hunt's put in the chat room. Is any any of you uh, have you ever seen a ghost? Both of you. Sorry, sorry that I've not seen all your work. My beautiful wife is asking, and where are you sure? Please answer. I'm helping her get into. Uh, okay. Well, I in the entire time of me investigating, I the only time I've ever seen anything which has caught my eye totally um, was when I wasn't investigating. The Lord of Swords. When I, I was working in a nightclub. Um, in about 16 years ago and I was in the cellars and something ran past me and me being a Liverpool lad working in a cellar full of alcohol the first thing I thought was somebody's downstairs trying to rob the alcohol so I radioed up to the security and the security came down and lapped the cellars this person ran past I even felt the wind of the person running past me there was two exits to that cellar one was on one side of me where the doorman came down the other one was on the other side of me which led up to the dance floor 
um, that was locked. And the, the, the whoever it was had ran behind me and ran into a part of the cellars where we used to keep the spirits, no pun intended, and we used to keep all the spirits locked in a cupboard. And I said, he's gone down there. It looks like he's gone to grab some ale. Um, and they never found him. And we locked the club that night um, with never finding anybody there to find out that that's where they used to store um, trophy slaves, they were called. The people yeah. who would yeah. on the side. And they used to store them in the stat cellar where I was working. So well, then they'd, they'd end up on our side of the pond too, one way or another. Yeah. South America, North America, and all that. But aside from that, me, I've never seen, honestly, John, I've never seen anything, but I work in a house that was built in 1815. And it's got a thing online. It's notoriously haunted. I've had some incidences happen where I've heard somebody call my name out, which is weird because I disarmed an alarm one time and I went to go sit down and get ready for the weekend and, you know, all the book, book work I got to do before the, I open up the museum. And yeah. I heard somebody say my name and I go, well, that must be my curator of the museum or the collections manager who gets all the pieces of, uh, you know, thing to put in the museum. And I'm like, hold on. It can't be because our alarm system's based on uh, motion sensors. Yes. Yeah. So you got a motion sensor. I'm like, it was a female calling my name. I'm like, so I sat down just scratching my head going, am I hearing things or that? I've heard footsteps. We've heard things being dragged across the floor. And that's just where I work. That doesn't count anywhere else. That you know, you think somebody's watching you or something like that. I really don't get too freaked out on that stuff. Yeah. Because it, it's just, it's just, because I think 90% of it, 95% of it can be explained away. Now, what yeah. Mo's talking about is a whole different story. There's probably some drunk Irishman that was in the Irish Navy that, you know, <laughs> never mind, that joke, joke went nowhere. <laughs> I, guys, I admit it. Joke went nowhere. My apologies. Yeah. Go ahead, Mo, take it from there. <laughs> keep, keep digging. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, so my, I admit it. I admit it. <laughs> my first story um, is from it's from real ghost or oh, sorry, your ghost and it's called the Saipan Saipan Airport World War II bomb shelter soldiers. What a name. Country Japan. Um, now, for anybody who's not aware, um, America would have had their asses handed to them if it wasn't for the fact that in Hiroshima, when they dropped the bomb on Hiroshima, the Japanese were already preparing a weapon to drop onto America. The weapon was going to be, um, was it cholera? Or it was something like that. It, it, to... that's, all, that's all kind of wishy. Yeah, I've, I've heard that story. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard that a few times. Put, put it this way. We were going we to bomb the Japanese with five different atomic bombs. But what, what, history, what, what people think in America, though, oh, man, we bombed the Japs. You know, we drop you know two nuclear bombs that you know and we dropped them fine and then but what we don't what most americans don't understand is we never had a third bomb you know the third bomb was in the making so it would have taken a while to do that history that's why we're history i can can imagine it now where's the third bomb we're working on it (laughs) yeah yeah, we're working on it just stay where you're at and we'll bomb you from there you know Right. Well, I always pick the stories with the stupidly long and weird names, right? And I don't do it deliberately other than the fact that I say to Kate, you can have this one, I'll have this one, and this one's the one I've decided to go for, so I'm sorry if I get any of this wrong. Okay, so in May of 2008, I went to the island of Saipan. Now, Saipan is by Guam and Japan. Before World War II, Saipan belonged to the Japanese, and the Japanese had an airport there, and it had military buildings and bomb shelters. Now, in World War II, the U.S. military fought for the island, the island of Saipan, Saipan and took it away from the Japanese. And the bomb shelters were well built and are still standing to this day. And the airport is built, the new airport is built nearby. And on a beautiful day, I was exploring the bomb shelter. I was alone and happy, having a nice relaxing time. Birds and insects were making their usual noise, and it was really peaceful. 
I went into the small door in the middle of the bomb shelter and I just stood inside the door. I looked at the two rooms for people on the left and the right side of the door. The two rooms were empty except for some crumble, crumble concrete, litter, some rusted metal sticking out from the walls, basically. Um, or a, yeah. So anyway, the light in the bomb shelter was pretty bright. And since it was sunny outside, as I was standing there, standing there right inside the doorway, quietly looking around, the light suddenly started to get really dim inside the bomb shelter. And I heard the rushing sound through my ears. Don't know what that's about, a rushing sound. <laughs> so the rushing sound was if you like, it was like if you put coffee cups over your ears, but much louder. Then a shadow rushed by, rushed right by me and sat down on the bench seat that was mounted to, mounted on the formerly rusted metal sticking out of the wall. Uh, several more shadows rushed by me and sat on the bench seats. One shadow would rush to the left of the room, and then the next one would rush to the right room. The shadows rushing about every rushing about every second as if they had both gone to the same direction, they would have collided. It looked like they had practiced. It looked like they had practiced drills of rushing into the bomb shelter quite a bit before. I could see the shadows, and it looked like they were made out of looked like they were made out of little grey cigarette smoke. I could see their heads and bodies, but not their hands or feet. I saw that they were thin Japanese soldiers, and that looked like they were about five feet tall and weighed about a hundred pounds or less. Their uniforms were tidy and well maintained, but the cloth looked like it was thin and getting worn out. I noticed they were. I noticed they all had their hats on too. Nobody lost one during the rush. As each soldier rushed, rushed to the bench, he scooted over and made as much room for the next guy as he could. All the soldiers stared at the door and hoped and hoped more soldiers were coming. As each shadow rushed by, I realised there was not enough room in the doorway and they were actually going to go through me and get to get inside the bomb shelter. I could feel them pass through me and every time as if they were... As it, I, it felt as if as if I was holding my breath and releasing it every time that a shadow had passed by. They were rushing about, rushing rushing by at about one shadow per second. I may have been actually holding my breath as each shadow passed by, but that's what I felt. And not the shadows, not the shadows at all. I will never really know about that in, in detail. Then I could hear a loud rumble approaching in the distance and a few explosions. I could see the soldiers were still looking at the open door and waiting for the rest of their comrades. There were a few more empty spaces on the bench. I turned around, to, turned around at the door too and I was surprised by the really bright light from the sunny day outside. The noise stopped at that moment. I turned back to look at the soldiers and the bomb shelter was bright and the shadows of the soldiers were gone. Um, which is kind of weird. That's... Kind of Japanese. <laughs> If it's Japanese, you're gonna get your AP. You don't get shot. Those guys fought to the death. Oh so man! They'd end up. They'd end up cutting your head off. They're big on that. We look at all the terrorists today that you know are big on cutting heads off. The Japanese had two guys that they put in the news. One of their newspapers in Tokyo or somewhere. There are two Japanese army guys that had a competition going. Who had the most head uh, decapitations? It was like a baseball game. And they, uh, yeah, it's a true story. You can look it up. Look it up online. It's an tr absolute true story. You'll see these two Japanese soldiers with swords in their, their competition about who cut off the most heads. Yeah, it was, it was just like a baseball or a sports score. You know, that's exactly how it was given to the public. So, I mean, yeah, it's mean, talk about bringing about the paranormal, man. Talk about somebody with their head cut off, dude. Oh, the man. You know, right? It is a horrible one, right? And, Kate, this is from your side of the water as much as it's from my side of the water. It's not something that I know. I'm not proud of it. But when Hiroshima happened and the bomb fell, um, British and American soldiers, apparently, according to what I've been reading in the past couple of days, 
um, they used to get the skulls of Japanese people mm-hmm. and boil the meat off the bones, dry the skulls out and sell them on the black market. And they'd yeah. get £35 or $35, whatever it was, per skull. Well, the way I look at it, entrepreneurs. That's oh, all I got to say. You horrible, man. Oh, Entrepre- entrepreneurs. God. That's I all I got to say. Both, hey, neither neither, neither uh, army is getting paid much. Both oh. of them are probably, and they're, you know, they're putting their lives on the line. They're seeing their comrades get their heads cut off. They're yeah. seeing their comrades getting shot by the Japanese, who were ruthless bastards. I'll be honest about that. They, they made, I think the Japanese were more ruthless than the uh, yeah. Germans by far. And oh, I will get... And and I will give it that it's 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 the uh it's the uh it's the way of the samurai the way they fought. If you went home and you were injured, or you went home and you uh and you were alive after you left the war, you were disgraced being yeah. a Japanese soldier. So therefore, hey, it's capitalism at its best, my friend. Oh, uh, you you you. Uh. <laughs> Can't have you got your story, Daddy? Yeah. Oh, People, we- <laughs> oh, you, gotta, you gotta love it, Mo. Oh Come my God! Correct me. Oh. All right, this is—I think it's coming out. Okay, here, here we go, guys. <laughs> my apologies, Mo, about that one. I thought that was go, funny. Go, 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 you cool. Okay, go. a terribly creepy story. My grandpa used to tell me about his experience in World War II. Warning: really long. What I'll do is I'll cut this short, but pays off. The following yeah. story is my grandpa used to tell me before he passed away. I thought, our no sleep might be able to appreciate it. I guess that's his buddy in this blog that I'm reading. Uh, the story is really long, so if you don't want to read it full, I suggest skipping the first two paragraphs. So what I'll do, I am going to skip, skip the first two paragraphs. Because <laughs> I am not going to put you guys to sleep. At this time... Early in the winter of 1943, my grandpa's company was stationed in a secluded village, about 500 people. Part of the advantage they had with this location was that it was really hard to get to, and therefore the Nazis had little chance of being spontaneous. Ah! I chew green crayons, guys. You didn't know that, but I'm, I chew yeah. green crayons. Spontaneously invaded by a Nazi Germany. But this was also a disadvantage because it made communication with the rest of the Swiss military, very difficult. Oh, Swiss military? Oh, my God, dude. If you're relying on the Swiss military, <laughs> you're, yeah, I, I, what army are I, I, Are you a bunch of kids with cap guns? Okay, the issue with the communication was further confounded when someone in early December, when in early December, a series of blizzards swept through the region and completely destroyed what few lines of communications that they had in the first place. So essentially, trapped in the isolated Swiss village, Without being able to make contact with the rest of the army, my grandpa's captain decided it would be best to uphold the standing orders, continuing to hold the village. You know, weeks passed, any roads outside the village were buried to seven to nine feet of dense snowfall. Okay, and any telegraph or phone lines that they had were equally useless. It grew deeper into the winter, the leaves were stripped from the trees, and the bare trunks protruded from the mountainside like broken ribs. The town was nestled between two large mountains, sunlight only directly uh, reached the town for a few hours uh, each day, making soldiers feel as if they were living in a state of perpetual dust. Now, that would be harsh. That would be rough. Okay, one night, my grandpa was at the town bar, and a few of his friends from the company and a group of locals approached them. One of them in particular was visibly upset. All of the Swiss people in the town grew up speaking German. 
and none of them were uh, used to having Brits around. Nobody is. So one of them began shouting in broken English, where take you the children? That's exactly, where take you the children? That's exactly what it says. Okay, let, let me go down a little bit. Okay, luckily, one of the guys that my grandpa was drinking with spoke fluent German and was able to act as an impromptu translator. After several minutes of confusion and yelling, the translator turned to my grandpa and the rest of the soldiers and said, they say some of the village children have gone missing. They want you to do something about it. Now, obviously, the British military doesn't exactly act as a bunch of uh, mercenaries for hire. So my grandpa and his friends told the villagers to come back to the headquarters, really just a makeshift barracks thrown together in the, church, in the town church to talk to the captain. Due to uh, language barrier, the villagers' discussion with the captain took about two hours of basically uh, what the captain and his self-designated translators <laughs> were able to piece together was that just a few weeks after the company entered the village, the locals noticed a v, uh, variety of, uh, of bizarre incidents. At first, it was uh, just being benign stuff like vanishing pieces of wood, tarp from people's sheds. But the following two months, people realized that valuable items were being stolen from their homes. Uh, must have been a scouser. Okay. One, <laughs> man, <laughs> one man claimed that he's sorry about that. People Don't in the wait. chat room, not Mo. Okay, Don't no, I'm kidding. Go <laughs> Sorry, man. All right, one man claimed that uh, his family heirloom, a handmade ceremonial uh, hellbeard, sort of like a traditional Swiss war axe. That's kind of like an oxymoron in a sense, but had disappeared from above his fireplace. Made to the culmination of all the incidents when the village children went missing. That, this is pretty crazy. Of course, many have assumed the child's uh, disappearance, although tragic and disconcerting, could be attributed to uh, something as simple as the boy following the snowdrift, playing, playing outside, the, uh, possibly being attacked and killed by a wolf or other predatory animal. But there wasn't any, only one child that disappeared. There were several. The villager who entered the bar looked especially upset. Uh, that the father of the two young boys had gone uh, missing two days earlier. He, uh, he had uh, searched everywhere for them, even rounded of, up a posse to follow his townspeople to join the effort. But when they couldn't find a single clue of what happened to the children, the captain told the villagers that he would uh, continue to look no matter what and that he would be sending some of his men to patrol the streets at night looking for whoever or whatever was a culprit behind the strange uh, uh, thefts and abductions. This is getting kind of strange pretty quick. Um, okay, let me scroll down a little bit. Let me go up here. Okay. All including, uh, all in all, including original three kids who had gone missing, seven children vanished from the town. Many people in Grandpa's company were growing suspicious. One explanation was that it got passed around that was impoverished villagers actually selling their old children to human traffickers for extra cash. But even that didn't make sense because the roads in and out of town were still blocked by snow. Three more weeks passed by without incident. At this point, it was early spring and the snow was just uh, beginning to thaw. That night, coincidentally, when my grandpa was on patrol and several uh, other villagers, the, uh, they discovered what was behind the children's and uh, the Reginald's disappearance. It was sometime past midnight when my grandpa and his comrades noticed a figure 
peeking through the bedroom window of a villager's house. My grandpa was at the opposite end of the street, so at first saw the figure looking through the window, didn't see the patrol. My grandpa and the other soldiers yelled to the prowler to immediately tore itself away from the window and began running away. Everyone in the patrol was certain that it was... <clears throat> that it was behind the uh, disappearances and break-ins. They ran fast and as they put in uh, as they, uh, I can't even talk, and they, they, <laughs> they ran as fast as they could in pursuit. Through melting snow and ice behind the disappearances and break-ins, they ran fast, uh, they ran fast in pursuit through the cold uh, melting ice and snow and the dead of night screaming at whatever it was a stop. They kept running and running and soon found themselves on the outskirts of the village where the snow was fairly deep. The figure jumped to the, into the ground. That's creepy. It uh, actually just jumped into a cave that had been hollowed out inside of a snowdrift. Just as soldiers began yelling into the cave for the, for the figure to come out and show itself, several gunshots exploded outside the entrance to the snow cave. Without thinking, my grandpa and the rest of the patrol shouldered their weapons, and all began to fire in the hole. Then came silence. All right, and let me move down a little bit here. Okay. Okay, they waited for what seemed like hours, but really just a couple of minutes. One incredibly brave member of the patrol volunteered to climb the cave and investigate. He drew his pistol, kneeled down, crawled into the cave. Several seconds later, he emerged completely horrified, had a horrified expression on his face. My grandpa took his flashlight and shined it into the cave where he saw a gruesome explanation of what was behind the strange occurrences in the town. The figure that had been chasing what uh, chasing was Reginald, the private who had gone missing weeks before. They had shot Reginald right through the heart. The cave was not only occupied by, by Reginald, but also the bodies of several partially eaten children. Okay, either this was due to the stress of being snowed in all winter, because we remember in the States we had the Donner Party, living in uh, constant <laughs> darkness or some of those horrible mental issue. Reginald had gone completely insane and had begun to breaking into the villagers' house, houses, snatching their children from their homes in the middle of the night. He had used uh, the hellebird that he had been report that was reported missing to dismember the bodies after he slit the children's throats and hid them in the cave he carved in the snowdrift. My grandpa was stationed in the Swiss Army during World War II, got snowed in a rope village. Kids began disappearing. Turns out one of the soldiers that had gone missing from his company was abducting children and cannibalizing them in the middle of a snow cave that he had constructed on the outskirts of town. Dude, yep. that, that I find creepier than a poltergeist. You know, all I, as I was listening to that, I was just going. Um, the first thing that came into my mind is a lot like the story of Ellie Kedwood from the Blair Witch Project with the children. Yeah. It's just like that's picking on the children. So, yeah, that's just my opinion. That's, I think it's just kind of creepy, though. I mean, but you go throughout history and, you know, there are, were cannibals. There were the cannibalism that took place like, in the United States with the Donner Party. Look them up if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's, uh, it, was a, it was a group of people going west from the, from the east coast to the west, and they got snowed in a cabin, and they had nothing better to do at the end but eat each other. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's a true story, and uh, it's pretty wild at that. You know, I'd love to go in the Donner Cabin or that area. Do do some uh, video videotaping and 
doing some EVP sessions plus a couple other things while I'm there, but I got to, I got to go halfway across the United States <laughs> and it, like England, it's not just like a six hour drive or something like that. It's, you're, it's, you're going, you're going long-term. You're <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do it, you might as well do it big. That's yeah, the way I'm I look go, at it. I'm go, what I'm the hell? Visit the place where the weird people live. You're fucking Yeah, mad. that's what I want to do. The hills have eyes, you know? It's yeah. kind of like the hills have eyes kind of deal. <laughs> you know, it's this creepy, like, inbre- creepy inbred kind of thing that took place. But now, nah, if you look at these, um, you look at these, uh, these natives in all these countries, like yeah. you go down to South America, you go down to like parts of Asia, you know, Southeast Asia. Yeah. They used to, um, yeah, they used to cannibalize each other like crazy. Of course, shrunken, of course. shrunken heads, you know, yeah. of the, the war people who caught, you know, in a battle between tribes and stuff, man. No, Just, man, I, I know exactly what you're talking man. I understand what you mean. Um, it's pretty bloody strange one, to be fair, isn't it? That was a good story. That actually was that was a real good story. I got it got better and better because I'm trying to figure out as I was reading going now who could what uh, I was waiting for him to find like Bigfoot or the or slash Yeti. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, I was waiting for that to occur or they were finding some shadow figure that was you know or Slenderman. That's where it really started. Oh, you know? yeah. you've, done it. you've done it. You said Slenderman. I, I, I'm cursed. That or Black Eyed Kids. Those two things are the worst. <laughs> right. Dude. Okay. Good. I was going to say right before we go. Um, I have actually got one bit of news because we're coming to the end of the show now. And the only reason is we sort of digressed a little bit towards the beginning. Um, but before we go to the end of the show, I've got one little bit of news. Um, are you cool if I dive into this little piece of news? Yeah, man. Let's hear it. Right. Okay. Um, for those who, again, some of you will know, some of you won't. Um, we've got a few friends or a few, well, I'll call them friends. Um, Carl's a friend. He's a good guy. Um, we do have a lot of um, acquaintances and that we, who, who do what we do. Um, whether it be YouTube, whether it be shows, podcasts, or just filming. Now, Carl went. Um, he got a chance to go somewhere. Now, this isn't um, this isn't war paranormal. This is just paranormal, paranormal. And I read it, and we meant to, I was meant to pop it into news before, and I've just sort of realised that I hadn't done it. Um, he went to a place called Swallow Falls, um, which is in Betsy Coward in Wales. He said swallow. <laughs> oh no. It gets worse when I read the t- I read the um the top and it says watch ghost hunters spot swallow falls spirit. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and you know all I seen? All I seen was watch ghost hunt watch ghost hunters spit swallow falls. And that's all I seen. And I was like, where's this going? This <laughs> but anyway, right. Paranormal investigators claim to have shot the haunt claim to have shot haunting footage showing a ghost at a famous North Wales tourist attraction. The footage shows a full-blown apparition of a man walking across a footpath at Swallow, Swallow Falls in Betsy Coward. The ghost, ghost hunters and urban explorers Carl Hassel and Sam Singleton of Dark Arts Paranormal, who filmed the video, are now speculating whether it could have been the ghost of the legendary Sir John Wynn John Wynn of Gwydda? John Wynn of Place in Wales, which stupid name. The illustrations of the Wynn family built in nearby Welsh name place, Castle, in Conway Valley in the 15th century have acquired the reputation of being one of Wales's most haunted houses. Several websites and pan- of paranormal databases have said that there have been eyewitness reports and manifestations of what people believe to be Sir John Wynn. So Sir John's spirit is said to have been trapped in the waters of Swallow Falls as punishment for his mistreatment of men and women. Now Carl, who's 26 from Manchester, said the footage was captured at Swallow Falls and basically myself and Sam decided to go there to conduct, conduct a bit of a paranormal investigation. And apparently there has been sightings and manifestations of a man who believes to be Sir John Wynn. 
Anyway, we came to the end of our half-hour investigation and came up empty-handed. But as I was document, documenting on the camera how we are leaving, directly behind me looks as if a full-blown apparition walks across the footpath. And Carl added that he's not sure if it was St. John, John Wynn, but either way, it was pretty creepy. Now, apparently, his apparition has been seen before. Whether it's actually him we've captured is another story, but the ghostly footage is one of number to surface by dark 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 arts paranormal pair and earlier this month haunting video showed the dilapidated condition of pool park manor near rutland while a footage also showed an abandoned world war ii bomb store in another place in wales with another place name somebody at the bottom put oh yes an out of focus smudge on the lens that could also be seen when you're walking away from the site so to the person who said that i hope to god you get a chance to listen to this go and kiss an ass I believe in what these guys have done. Dark art, I actually have a lot of faith in what they do. Um, if Carl, and I, as I said, I know Carl. I, I was speaking to him on WhatsApp a couple of days ago. If he was ever going to fake any evidence, he could have faked it in the Denby Asylum, which he goes to quite a lot. He could have faked it in Pool Park. He went to Rutten Jail. Could have faked it anywhere. Why did he have to fake it at a waterfall? I don't believe he faked it. I think if he was going to fake it somewhere, he would have faked it in another place other than the waterfall. It, he's the first person to put footage up if it's gone. And, and, and the way I look at it is with Carl, and I'm saying it from uh, this side of the pond, he's not one of those guys that is looking for fame and fortune. No. He's not He's not looking to get on a television show. Yeah. He's not what he doesn't want. That's and, and and usually I'd say something obnoxious or something like that. Should it have been somebody else? It would have shot out of my mouth. Now Carl's legit. I mean, the guy is like one hell of a nice guy, and I just I just don't think he would have done it in the least bit. I mean, no. go on, sorry. No, go ahead, man. What I will say though, um, where Carl Hassel's concerned, as I said, he doesn't fake things. He spends more time taking. The, he's like me. He'll ask the questions. He'll get done what he wants to get done. But he also takes the piss, and he takes the piss like like we will. He'll have a laugh and a joke. Um, I'm trying to get him on next week to just talk to him, because um, he's he's just a nice guy. Carl Carl's a decent dude. Now, if he was gonna fake it, he would fake it. And I'm sorry, if Carl was gonna fake it, he wouldn't fake it. He wouldn't waste the time doing it. What I will say to you, I WhatsApped him um, last week to let him know that a piece of his footage had got into the news, uh, the local news in our area, and the first thing he sent me was. O-S-H-I-T, didn't realise anybody had even paid attention to it. Oh, well. He wasn't even bothered. He didn't even care. He's not like these other ones who are um, uh, like people who we know down south who say that they are not in it for the media whatsoever and then have a media page on their website. Okay. No. Okay. No. Nevertheless, what I am going to say is, listen, guys, if you're cool with it, I'm going to, we're going to call it a night. As I said, next week, if we can get Carl on, we'll get Carl on to have a little talk to him. And maybe we'll try and have a little bit of a Q&A session with him. So we'll, if he's prepared to have a Q&A session, which I, and he's going to be prepared because if he isn't, I'll pick on him. Um, we'll have a Q&A with regards to what he gets up to and what we get up to and some of the tech that's out there. We'll have a little bit of a Q&A session. So pop, a, pop back. Sorry. Yeah, don't forget to visit uh, our uh, YouTube channel, BTWN Paranormal. Please subscribe. Check out all the shows we've had, plus anything else that we've put up. You know, it, it, it's we're, we're trying to uh, knock it out, trying to put up some really good uh, video for you, give you of something course. to look at if you're at work, hide out on your phone and stuff like that and watch. Finally, that's what I do at work. <laughs> yeah. Finally, as well, one other thing I will say is if you think that anything we do needs to change, by all means, message through to us. My 
my email address is up the top here, which is hiddenliverpool at gmail.com. But what I will say to you, though, is if you say that me and Kate need to change by leaving the show, I'm not doing that because I kind of enjoy it too much. Um, yeah, And as Kate and as Lewis has just put in the chat room, everybody check out Kate's death video. It was so sad. Yeah. It, dude, I, I'm just going to disappear. I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm just going to be a bunch of molecules that explode right after the show. Darren, so he, I don't he does, know. You know, what happens is he comes off the show now and you just see his headphones just hit the couch. Yeah, I'm just gone. He's gone. So it, it, I'm just gone. It's so a true story. True story. Yeah, you can see it. You can so, see how it happened. Right, Martin, are you asking for the link to Carl Hassel's channel? Uh, was it Carl? Yeah, if, if you're looking for the link to Carl Hassel's channel, um, just search Dark Arts Paranormal on um, YouTube. As I said, if not, find me on Facebook, and I'll send you all the links to well, what we have. We have a link to his uh, channel, actually, on ours. Of course, yeah. We've also got a link on our channel. Yeah. So if you go onto our channel, it's there. So a lunatic, Martin, Lewis, me, and there was another person who popped in a little bit earlier. Uh, where are you? Um, I can't find your name now. You've disappeared. Why have you done that? Nevertheless, anyway, guys, thank you very much for coming. We're going to see you all next week. So see you again, guys.